Namaste everyone, this is Shikha, the founder of Purna Yoga, and here we are with yet another inspiring story in the series Atypical Yogis. Today we have with us Mary from Ireland. She's the mother of a 14-year-old son, a dog called Shalom, and a cat called Bronny. Mary is an outdoor person who loves walking, hiking in the nature, camping, swimming in the sea, rivers and lakes current dream of hers is to continue converting a village house in the mountains of southern Spain into a rustic yoga retreat. And how beautiful does that really, really sound? She's very quirky and loves to recycle to contribute to reducing the carbon footprint. Very sensitive to injustice of any kind. MSc in training, she works part-time with community groups in the area of mental wellness, personal development and growth, including yoga, mindfulness, and meditation. She's a teacher of Kundalini Yoga, and we're going to get talking to her about that and Hatha Yoga for adults and teenagers. So welcome, Mary, and thank you so much for taking our time early in the morning to do this with us. Thank you, Shika. Um, I'm delighted to be here to share my experiences. Wonderful. So, Mary, there are so many and then so much that you shared about yourself with me. And, you know, I'm not doing justice to, you know, it at all. So I would leave it to you to really, you know, take us through who Mary is and, you know, what do you do and what are your passions? Take us through that. Well, as you said in my introduction, I am from Ireland and I live in, a, in the countryside. So I live an hour from the city, which is great because if I need to go into the city, it's very handy. But being in the countryside means that I'm in a really nice, quiet place. Um, it's full of old indigenous trees. So there's a lot of beautiful energy around me. And um, at the moment, we're in autumn. So the colors are absolutely beautiful. Every day I go out for a walk and when I'm walking among these trees, I'm thinking, how could there be anything wrong with the world when I'm immersed in this beauty? Yeah. Um, so that's where I live. Um, as you said, I work part-time uh, in the community sector. So I am involved in training and I work with groups of people um, who are interested in personal growth and I run various programs around um, mental awareness, mental wellness and feeling good about yourself, um, positive thinking, that kind of thing. My other part-time job then is being at home for my son, being able to collect him from school, having lunch for him and just being there helping him with homework. And I love doing that as well. That's a really important part of my life. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I think um, yeah. once you have a child, there is a lot of responsibility to shape their future, you know, and you're letting out another individual into the world and bringing him up right. So that is beautiful. Uh, I loved listening to all of and that sounds amazing where you live. So, you know, all the autumn and the beautiful beauty around it. Yes. And my son thinks I'm mad, by the way. <laughs> Because, because I'm a mad yogi <laughs> and I try to get him to do yoga and he, he just doesn't do it. Yeah. But maybe someday when he, because he's my, 
my I don't know whether you'd call it naive or you know my wish is that because he's immersed in this house with yoga everywhere that someday he'll wake up to it and yeah he'll be doing it and he'll be trying to get his kids to do it that that should happen we usually tend to take things that we have around us for granted you know and uh, then one fine day you come around it and you realize oh my mother was right all along and i should have done this sooner i'm sure yeah beautiful so how did yoga happen to you so when when did this start so um, Sheikha, I was a very late starter to yoga, really, to, to being a real yogi, I suppose, or being a true, you know, to truly do the yoga. Yeah. Um, so a long time ago, my first introduction to yoga was um, I, I actually was doing martial arts at the time and I was very much into martial arts. Mm-hmm. I did it for about 10 years. And during that time, a friend of mine asked me to um, ask me, would I like to go to a yoga class? And I said, ah, sure, I'll give it a try. So we went. And the only memory I have of this class is the yoga teacher lay down on the floor and she, she started to breathe. And her abdominal area just went up really, really high oh. like a balloon. And I was just like, I'll never be able to do that. <laughs> so this is what yoga is about, you know. So, um, so I did the classes and I enjoyed them. But I was doing martial arts at the time, so that was what I wanted to do. and I. I stuck with that. Mm-hmm. And then as time went by, I, I always kind of wanted to do yoga, but I never did it really seriously. Mm-hmm. I did it from a book. And then I learned Surya Namaskar from the wrapper around a yoga carton. And when you pulled off the wrapper on the inside of it, they had Surya Namaskar. So oh, that's wow. how I learned Surya Namaskar. So I did that at home. So this was all doing kind of bits and pieces at home. And then, um, Not so long ago, um, a friend of mine asked me, uh, was I interested in doing a Kundalini yoga class? And I thought, sure, why not? I had no idea what I was getting into. And I went to the class and it just blew me away completely. I was totally, I just totally connected with it. I loved it. And I thought, oh, this is the yoga I'm going to do. Mm. So I attended classes in Ireland at the time, it was about 10 years ago. There weren't many Kundalini yoga classes in, at the time in Ireland. You know, it wasn't very big um, yes. as a yoga. And um, so I, I kind of dipped in and out because, I, because it was difficult to find teachers. Um, and then soon after that, my introduction to that yoga and doing it over the, a couple of years, a friend of mine passed away and I was very... I was just devastated by this. She, she wasn't that, you know, she wasn't very old. And I just kept on saying, why did this happen? And someone said to me, look, Mary, she fulfilled her purpose. She, she was, she did what she needed to do. And she was an amazing person. She was an acupuncturist. She was, she was just, she was just a great healer. And when this person said that to me, I thought, oh my God, what's my purpose? And it really got me to think. And I could see lots of people I knew and they were all living their passion. They were doing what they wanted to do. And very soon after that, one day I found a phone number, I rang it and I joined the teacher training for Kundalini Yoga. It kind of just happened organically. I didn't really think it just, just happened. Mm. And so I went on a year's training in, in Kundalini Yoga. And by the end of, by even before the end of the training, I was teaching it. So, so Kundalini Yoga, you know, is very, um, 
it's quite diff- it's very different to hatha yoga even though it is hatha yoga in a way yeah. it comes from hatha yeah. um, but it's variations on the asanas and what um and and how and, and it's all done through kriya through sequences mm-hmm. and i found it very powerful so when we did the training we had to do a 40 day um diet we had to have a really clean diet and you have mm-hmm. to do a 40 day sadhana so you had to get up at five o'clock in the morning and do mm-hmm. your do your do do your sadhana mm-hmm. and i did this i really immersed myself into it and i realized that lots of things are changing in my life as i did it it was if somebody had told me this would happen i wouldn't have believed them mm-hmm. so it, it really um and it was only later on I heard, you know, yoga, I would hear things like, you know, yoga is about the experience. It's not about, you know, talking about it or yeah. even listening about it. It's about doing it. And yeah. this is what I was living at the time. I was really experiencing that by doing the yoga, it was making huge changes. I, I wasn't in a brilliant place at the time when I, when I did the training. And it turned my life completely the right way around. It, it just was amazing. Everything just flowed for me when I... Once I practiced every day and once I kept up my um, sadhana and it it became a lifestyle. Uh, It became my life. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And uh, it's just so amazing that you talk about the experience because, you know, that is what it really is. And it is so different and unique for each one that you cannot typecast it, that this is what you're going to achieve. But you know, you will be at a place where you've never been. You'll be more at peace with everything that is, you know, sort of around you without wanting to yeah. change all that, but still being so happy and so content in, you know, the place that you really are. And when I say happy, it's more of being content and at peace with yourself. So that's beautiful. And um, yeah. I, I understand that Kundalini is a very, very powerful, uh, you know, type of yoga. It's slightly different from the ones that we would practice otherwise and it is very intensive and very immersive so you know you you that's the reason why i was very very keen on even speaking to you to you know bring out this because i know you do it so passionately and you're so immersed in it and it's beautiful to know you know how you got on with yoga so uh which part of the practice when we really you know really talk about asana we talk about meditation we talk about uh pranayama what is it that really you know sort of uh, got you into it and i know it's you can't say that i want to do one more than the other but you we usually tend to have an inclination somewhere towards yeah. you know one part of it a little more than the other so what is it that is your thing for me i i'm very drawn to the pranayama yeah, yeah. i i love the breath uh, exercises and the breath work I don't know why, but I do know why, because it works, you know, um, I, yeah, I I just find that for me, the breath is the magic in the whole thing. So when I do an asana, the breath comes in. Mm. And when I, when I breathe, when I consciously breathe, the asana just becomes so much more comfortable to be in. Yeah. And it's, it's really magical. I, it's the only way I can describe it. Um, so and so what i what i've learned is that by 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 learning about the breath in my in yoga and by using it in yoga and i say this to my students i then bring that into my everyday life so i'm i'm doing it in the class and i do it for myself when i do my morning sadhana and then i realize that when something goes wrong something you know 
comes at me really quickly or something happens, I automatically go into the breath then in my everyday life. So it carries me through my life. It's not just I do it in my class and then that's done now. Let's get on with what I have to do now. The breath is with me the whole time. Um, And in in Kundalini Yoga, we do a breath called the one minute breath. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. And in this breath, this is my favorite breath. You should uh, tell us about it for sure. So what what you do is you inhale for 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. You hold the breath for 20 seconds and you exhale for 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. Now it took me a long, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I won't, I shouldn't be saying it's hard, but it takes practice to get used to it because we're not used to it when our body's not used to something. Yeah. As I say, all the cells start screaming at you going, no, no, I don't want to do this. But then you get used, then, then every day you do it and you get used to it. And it took me about a, probably about a year to really be comfortable sitting, doing this breath. Because you, you do it for, you can do it for 11 minutes, you can do it for 33 minutes, you can do it for an hour, you can do it for as long as you like. Yeah. And it's very, very powerful. It, um, it just takes away any fear or anxiety or stress you may have completely. Like I would be, I, you know, as a growing up and through most of my life, I would have been quite a worrier. Mm-hmm. And um, once I did this breath, I, I haven't worried once since it's just gone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the parashika of yoga. That's yeah. for me. It's yeah. the one minute breath. But it could yeah. be for you or for someone else, something else. Yeah. And that's the power of that of yoga. Yeah. It's beautiful. So like, you know, something that I always believe in, that your breath is like your support system. You know, it's like the emergency brake that you carry with you all the time. Anytime in life, anything you feel yourself getting anxious, just go back to your breath. And there is exactly. so much, you just find yourself grounded. You just find yourself calm. You find yourself being able to look through situations that would be so difficult otherwise and being able to see through it, you know, and just seeing the brighter side of things and knowing that this shall change. All I need to do is have the calm in my mind. And I think that's beautiful. And I'm going to try and practice the one minute breath. Definitely. I'm not able to, you get a call from me and you will have to take me through that. Definitely. So uh, it's worth the try. It definitely it sounds very very powerful and uh, i would for sure give it a try what philosophy of yoga mary really draws you the most to it and there are so many realms and so many th- ways in which people define yoga but what is the philosophy that is so close to your you and that you instantly connected to well i suppose because i've been um living continuing yoga for the last six years um, the, the person who brought Kundalini Yoga to um, our side of the world uh, was a Sikh. So he introduced Sikh, you know, uh, the Sikh philosophy into Kundalini, into the yoga. And so for me, um, I, I'm very drawn to the Sikh tradi- tradition um, in that I would chant, you know, their prayers and things like that, like the Japji Sahib and... Yeah. The mantras are all in uh, Gurumukh, mm-hmm. uh, which is the language. And having said that, though, um, I also, you know, if, I, if we look at, say, the, the teachings from any of the philosophies, mm-hmm. the main teachings for me would be, I think, the, the yamas and the niyamas, yeah. you know, that because they are very practical yeah. um, teachings that you can actually practice and try out and yeah and use to change in your life and that's kind of what i'm working with at the moment 
and um you know it's not easy it's not easy at all <laughs> i'm human and um yeah. but it, it, as i think as long as i have an awareness yeah it just they just make you aware i suppose yes and then the more aware you are the more you say okay i can i can change this in some small way yeah i totally believe mm. in it and also i think somewhere when you have the yamas and the niyamas you know, you're aware about them. You also tend to get more present in everything that you do because you do you it do. with a sense of consciousness and, you know, yeah. the presence that you have in every action that you do. And you know that, you know, it's somewhere it not just impacts you, it also impacts things around you. And, you know, with that kind of a self-control and discipline, you can change things for your own self. I think that is, that is wonderful. So yamas and niyamas for sure, I agree. And they are tough, but that's what it is. Discipline is never easy. But if you want your life to change, there are some steps that you can take towards it. Yeah. Small steps small you steps. can take. Yes. I know. It starts with a small step and, uh, you know, and that's how we grow. So that, um, that I completely agree with. What would, you know, Mary, I'm sure in your classes and, you know, you're interacting with so many new people, you're taking sessions and classes and, you know, bringing yoga into the lives of different variety of people, right? Not every student is the same. Not every person's inclination is the same. Not every person is equally drawn to yoga from day one. What would be your advice to someone who is contemplating to get on the paths of yoga or you know, somewhere is there, but not really gotten into practice. What would you advise? I would say um, to them to come with an open mind. Um, just come to the class. Try it out. Um, experience it, see what it feels like. Uh, I, would, I suppose I would probably ex tell them that yoga works from the inside out. So it's not that you have to be perfect, you know, in doing asanas and knowing everything and being really fit and super, you know, super fit and stretched and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I would encourage them just to come and just be with it, yeah. experience it don't and and to i suppose um not to have any major pressures on themselves to achieve yoga is not about achieving really it's yeah. it's it's a personal journey that's yeah. that's what i would say it's a personal journey and you bring yourself as you are you do the yoga and you most likely come out slightly different in a really positive way yeah so uh, we had this, um, you know, somebody mentioned during our teacher training that come with a working faith if you don't have complete faith and, you know, build on from yes. there, you know, just come yeah. with an open mind, no expectations, Yes. whether spiritually or physically, you know, just, just be there yeah. and just let things flow. And, and, and just be there for yourself. It's not about anybody else. It's your journey. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. So, uh, you know, coming on to the spiritual side of yoga and um, not really also so much of spiritual, but more in terms of creating the mindfulness and being present and uh, meditation side of yoga. What's been, you know, your experience? Does meditation 
it's a part of your daily practice and uh, it is difficult it's difficult to meditate so we try to yeah. be mindful and uh, what are the tips if you have some that you could share with people who are listening um can i can i just share my first experience of meditation yes absolutely that'll be wonderful so I was waiting in my, I had bought this book um, about meditation and I was waiting in the car for my husband to, I don't know where he was. And he was, I was waiting for him. And, and, I, and so I read, I think the first few pages and, um, and, they, and it was just close your eyes and think of nothing. So I closed my eyes and after about 20 seconds, I opened my eyes to see how many minutes had gone past and there was only 20 seconds gone. <laughs> So, uh, it so can I, be very I, long. I, I, yes, I, I, when I think back uh, on that now, I, I laugh at myself. But um, because yes, meditation would be a very important part of you know my yoga practice. But again, like anything, it takes practice, and it has taken me time to really be able to sit still for starters, and to be in a place where. I'm not thinking about anything else, I suppose, or not latching on to those thoughts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for med meditation really is, um, I find, this would be a tip I would give um, anybody really, that I, would, I find that the yoga, doing the yoga physically helps me be still then in the, it helps me sit still. So they kind of work hand in hand really. Would you agree with that, Sheeta? Yeah, I do. I do yeah. because somewhere yeah. you start focusing inward, you start focusing on your breath and your body has worked. So you're more present and yes. grounded and then you transition exactly. onto meditation. I think uh, this is a thing we haven't touched upon in any of our podcasts and you bring in a wonderful point because I completely agree to that. Yeah. I find it yeah. easier to transition that way. And I think it's like that in the Ashtanga yoga as well. Right? So, meditation yes, comes after asana so you have your yeah. asana you have your pranayam then you get into dharana which is what we do in terms yeah. you know uh, in terms of mindfulness uh, yes so, exactly yeah so i focusing think yeah. focusing yeah yeah and one i i think eventually the more we sit and focus our minds the more we can then slowly move into that really quiet place i do find at times now because um i suppose i'm much more comfortable sitting still and that has taken years you know it's not an overnight thing you 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 dedicate yourself to wanting to do this and um i now i can now i do manage to get into a place of being very still and, and quiet you know and it's a really really beautiful place to be in yeah yeah and you're not consciously trying to control anything no. Yeah. no that's the beauty of it often we try mm -hmm. so hard that you know it just gets difficult and it becomes more like you're inflicting yourself to something that you don't yeah. want to do and you exactly. can't sit like that for very long right no. so no so so for anybody who's who's just wants to meditate and learn how to do it and like me in the beginning thought they were doing loads of minutes and it was only 20 seconds gone you know just it's a, it's a little bit of perseverance but it's it's not whacking your you know it's not giving yourself a hard time about it either it's i because there's times when i am in my head and i just say 
that's the way I am today and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's being okay with where you are and acknowledging it and not yeah. overthinking probably about it. That's what it is. Yeah. It's about right now what's happening. I'm not thinking about too much about the past and the future. I'm just trying to feel how I'm feeling right now and acknowledging it and being okay with yes. it. I think exactly. that is what meditation exactly. is. So everyone listening, yeah. I hope you're getting on your points from here and you start practicing it slowly and steadily and it gets better with time. That's all that you know we can tell. And you will yeah. find your own you know, space at which and headspace in which you're able to be more mindful. I think that is most important. So Mary, it's wonderful talking to you. It really was lovely touching upon so many things. Before we close, is there something that you would like to tell our listeners and you know everybody out there to enhance or get on with their practice? I would say keep, keep practicing. <laughs> Do the best you can for you. So like I said before, yoga is a personal journey. It's about, it's just about you. Um, and so the more you do yoga, the more you dedicate this to yourself. And um, it's, it's kind of like, for me, it's kind of like loving yourself and, and just accepting yourself for who you are and allowing yourself to be that. And the yoga then helps enhance who you really are from the inside out. It can change you completely um, in a wonderful way. Once you do any kind of yoga, you're tapping into you're tapping into, I suppose, this great potential that you have inside of yourself that you probably don't you, that we don't realize is there because of our life experiences and we sort of block it out a bit. And yoga enables you to tap into that potential. And once you tap into that, even in the tiniest little way things start to change and everything in your life begins to flow much more freely and life is not as difficult as it may seem. See, yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Mary, for, you know, talking to us and for everybody out there, like Mary said, you know, do the yoga for your own selves. Don't do it for, you know, your partner. Don't do it because your parents tell you to do it. Don't do it for Instagram. Don't do it for Facebook. Just do it for yourself to tap into your potential and look at yourself as a part of the universe and an element of the universe, which is very similar and with that much of potential. Thank you so, so much, Mary. It was wonderful talking to you and drawing our inspiration. Thank you, Shika. Thank you. Namaste. And thank you, everybody, Namaste. for listening. Stay inspired and we shall continue to keep inspiring you till you get on the mat and then beyond that. Much love to all of you. Namaste. Mm -hmm.